0: This is The Beat Generation, a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today. They've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives, simply known as The Beat Generation. Welcome to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM, and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. This show got its name from the 50s writers that inspired so many musicians. Now, each week we'll look into music and artists throughout the years that have changed the face of the musical landscape. A full song listing can be found at our Facebook page, forward slash music that changed the world. And a podcast of this show and past episodes can be found on apple and spotify along with some of our other shows including the bad boys and secret men's business check out our shows and if you like what you hear then make sure you leave a review so sit back put your headphones on crank up the dial and journey with us this week as we take a look at the protest songs of the 60s i'm shane brian and this is the beat generation the Beat generation was an era of introduction into amazing ideas that challenged the core fabric of society With authors like Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac and William Burroughs, the landscape started to change. Little did we know at the time that the beat generation would have such an outstanding impact, influencing our musical, social and spiritual landscape from then until now and probably for many years to come. It was post-World War II. The Vietnam War had just begun and along with changes in the political ideals, people were starting to question their moral ideals as well. The post-war period also merged with the folk music scene, pioneered by artists like Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger. It led to a young Bob Dylan to pave the way for the Beat Generation to influence the 1960s popular counterculture. The Beat Generation challenged the status quo. It assisted in creating the free world in which many live today. Freedom of sexuality, freedom of spirituality, freedom of speech and freedom of political views – just some of the legacy left behind by the Beat Generation. The Beat Generation influenced a lot more than just folk music of the 60s. Its effects can be felt throughout the 70s with artists like Patti Smith, Lou Reed, Iggy Pop. It permeated into hip-hop and even into current electronica. The Beat Generation was an ideal, a movement that didn't actually happen, but had far-reaching effects regardless. To quote Allen Ginsberg himself, There is no Beat Generation, just a bunch of writers trying to get published. And that is where the Beat Generation really begins. Our show is taking its cue where the Beat Generation writers finished to explore the music that changed our world throughout the years, starting with the year that Bob Dylan became the voice of a generation with the song that was inspired by the African-American spiritual song No More Auction Block, We Shall Overcome. That song, of course, was blown in the wind. Bob Dylan. 1963. A couple of years prior to Dylan's great release, Blowing in the Wind, there was one man who vouched for Dylan and helped him to get the record deal that launched his career. That man was Pete Seeger, and this is where we officially start the Beat Generation this week. Possibly the first song of the Beat Generation and the one that many attribute as the first great song of the Vietnam conflict, providing a vital link between folk music and the 50s Beat Generation. Pete Seeger's where have all the flowers gone? 1961.
2: Where have all the flowers gone? Long time passing. Where have all the flowers gone? Long time ago. Where have all the flowers gone? The girls have picked them, everyone. Oh, when will you ever learn? Oh, when will you ever learn? Where have all the young girls gone? Long time passing. Where have all the young girls gone? Long time ago. Where? Young girls gone. They've taken husbands, everyone. Oh, when will you ever learn? Oh, when will you ever learn?
0: Welcome back to the Beat Generation, an in-depth look into music that changed the world. The year is 1961. The Vietnam War was in full swing, and where have all the flowers gone will gain a lot more popularity when it's re-recorded by Peter, Paul and Mary a year later. In the Deep South, however, there was another war being fought that wouldn't see an end until 1968 and the shooting of Martin Luther King. And of course, the signing of the Civil Rights Act a mere seven days later. In 1961, we saw the Freedom Riders travel from Washington to Mississippi to challenge segregation resulting in violent opposition and forcing intervention from President Kennedy, the event was backed by an album by the Freedom Riders that sits alongside the core values of the beat generation and socially conscious music. Originally recorded by Guy Carawan, the Montgomery Gospel Trio and the Nashville Quartet, here's a live version of the track that became the song of the Civil Rights Movement and, of course, inspired Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. That song was We Shall Overcome.
3: In the process of working throughout the South and going to jail and getting beat and being in mass meetings and singing, there's one particular song that became the theme song of this movement. It is a powerful song. You can go anywhere in the world today where there is struggle and you will find this song and you will still see people in the streets marching and singing it. It is our gift to the world. The world people in struggle. We want to ask you to stand up and cross your right hand over left and sing with us, We Shall Overcome.
0: 1961. We shall overcome. his place in the beat generation we shall overcome went on to inspire some other great artists to re-record it like Pete Seeger, Joan Baez and more recently Bruce Springsteen. Two years later the civil rights march returned to Washington this time with Mahalia Jackson in tow and it was of course the day that 250,000 people gathered to hear Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech. Jackson had been an active supporter of the Freedom Riders two years earlier and appeared just before King gave his famous speech. A friend of Martin Luther King, she was behind the scenes listening to the speech and after some time called out, tell them about the dream, Doctor. King put down his notes and embarked on what has become one of the most famous speeches in history.
4: I have a dream that my four little children. One day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream
0: today. Known as the Queen of Gospel and the Voice of the Civil Rights Movement, Mahalia Jackson was famous for her incredible vocal range, and was a perfect example of both the freedom of spirituality and the freedom of speech that the beat generation established. With over 30 albums and described by Harry Belafonte as the most powerful black woman in the US, Mahalia once stated that, I sing God's music because it makes me feel free, it gives me hope. With the blues, when you finish, you still have the blues. Performing her most famous song from the Civil Rights March on Washington, the great Mahalia Jackson with the live version of How I Got Over. 1963
4: Oh,
5: yeah.
4: I'm gonna thank him for how he's taught me i oh, yeah. oh, thank him for how he kept me oh, yeah. I'm gonna thank you cause he never left me oh, yeah. I'm gonna thank him for heartfelt religion oh, yeah. I'm gonna thank him child for revenge
0: Other artists who performed at the Memorial Day event were Bob Dylan and Peter, Paul and Mary who were ironically performing Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. Joan Baez was also present at that monumental event and she was emerging at the time at the forefront of the American Roots revival appearing on the cover of Time magazine. Also known for her political and social activism stance and with a string of albums in the early 60s, it was actually the 1964 cover of Phil Ock's anti-war song There But For Fortune that was her first big breakthrough. It was also the song that started the Joan Baez story.
6: 1964
0: show me the jail show me the prisoner
6: whose life has gone stay. and I'll show So many
0: A few months after Bob Dylan appeared in Washington, he released another great song that surpassed his original protest song, "Blowin' in the Wind, in terms of popularity. The title track of the album, The Times They Are A-Changin', was a deliberate attempt to create an anthem for the time. Since its release, the track has been influential on more than just anti-war protests. Its universal lyrics have represented people's views on society in general and has been covered by countless artists throughout the generations. This is The Times They Are A-Changin'. Bob Dylan. 1964.
1: Come gather around people wherever you roam and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone. If your time to you is worth saving then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone for the time they are a-changing I'm writers and critics who prophesize with your pen and keep your eyes wide the chance won't come again and don't speak too soon for the wheels still in spin and there's no telling who that it's naming. Cause the loser now will be later to win For the times they are a-changin' from senators, congressmen, please heed the call
0: The times Hour in was originally and incorrectly thought to have been inspired by the shooting of JFK. President Kennedy's assassination did, however, spawn a song by a young duo that propelled the group into mainstream popularity. The Sound of Silence by Simon & Garfunkel was originally recorded for their Wednesday morning 3am album. However, the acoustic track was reworked and remixed and granted its own album release in 1965. Paul Simon said the song was a result of nobody listening to anybody and the truth of the song resounded with millions of people. You're listening to The Beat Generation. I'm Shane Bryan and this is the quintessential folk rock release by Simon and Garfunkel, The Sound of Silence. 1965.
4: Hello darkness my old friend I've come to talk with you again streets of cobblestone Neat the hill of a street I turned my collar to the cold and damp. When my eyes were stared By the flash of a neon light To split the night And touch the sound of silence the sound of silence Fools that I do not know Silence like a cancer grow Hear my words that I might teach you Take my arms that I might reach you But my words like silent raindrops fell
0: That was Simon and Garfunkel with The Sound of Silence. We'll be back with more from the Beat Generation as we explore music that changed the world and the protest years of the 60s. Hi, this is Shane. And Andrew from the Bad Boys. If you're after quality, hard-hitting journalism that matches four corners, news that'll keep the government and the people accountable for their actions, and current affairs that's more reliable than, well, a current affair, then then that's that's not not us. us. Bad Boys Unleashed, music, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and the only original Bad Boys news that makes 60 Minutes sound like the Muppets. Join me, him, and bad girl Angie for the conversation that no one wants to have, but everybody wants to hear. bad boys unleashed subscribe for free on apple and spotify this is the beat generation a look at music throughout the years that changed our world from the original beat poets of the 50s through to the musicians of the 60s until today they've become known for their influence on music that has shaped the soundtrack of our lives simply known as the beat generation Welcome back to The Beat Generation, produced in association with Bad Boys Productions, Townsville's Triple TFM, and the Community Broadcast Association of Australia. I'm Shane Bryan, and thanks for joining us as we continue our journey into The Beat Generation and the protest songs of the 60s. A friend of both Dylan and Baez, Pete Seeger continued his protest writing and in 1962 released Turn, Turn, Turn. From the passages of Ecclesiastes in the Bible. The song, with its haunting lyrics, stated that there was a time for everything, including peace, and it assisted in helping to cement Pete Seeger's place as one of the great exponents of protest songs. It wasn't until 1965, however, with the folk rock band The Birds, that Turn 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 would enjoy its most commercial success. 1965. To everything turn, 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 there is a
4: Turn, 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 turn. and it's time to.
0: While the birds were singing about everything happening in its season, one man released a track a few months earlier in July of 1965 that became a success, reaching number one on the US Billboard charts, proving that 60s protest era had finally made its mark in the music charts. Written by P.F. Sloan, the Eve of Destruction was originally presented to the birds and then the turtles who both rejected it. The man who finally released it was a then fairly unknown Barry Maguire who mentioned that the song was recorded in one take on a Thursday morning from words scrawled on a piece of crumpled paper. Four days later, the song was being played on radio and several months later, the song reached number one, even though many radio stations refused to play it, claiming that it was an aid to the enemy in Vietnam. Barry Maguire himself actually renounced the song and refused to play it for several years after becoming a born-again Christian. He has since recommenced singing it though, with some of the lyrics changed to reflect modern songs. This is Barry Maguire and the Eve of Destruction. 1965. Eastern world, it is exploding.
4: Violence flaring, bullets loading. You're old enough to kill, but not for voting. You don't believe in war. Boards that gun you're toting. And even the Jordan River has bodies floating, but you. say can't you feel the fears i'm feeling today if the button is pushed there's no running away there'll be no one to save with the world in a grave take a look around you boy it's bound to scare you boy
0: Now, not every song was written in direct opposition of the Vietnam War. In 1966, a protest song surfaced that has incorrectly become one of the most famous anti-war songs of the 60s. A young house band at the Whiskey A Go Go on the Sunset Strip in LA found themselves inspired to write about the famous riots that occurred with as many as 1,000 demonstrators, including Jack Nicholson and Peter Fonda, against a 10pm curfew being imposed upon the Strip. Simply titled, For What It's Worth, The song was written by a young Stephen Stills and performed alongside his bandmate Neil Young in the band Buffalo Springfield. Later to become more well-known in Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, the band have seen the song used in everything from anti-war to anti-hunting, yet this song with its instantly recognised line stop children what's that sound continues to be an inspirational song in the freedom of liberties from the 60s and in doing so, finds its way easily
3: Heat. A thousand people in the street Singing songs and a carrying signs, Mostly saying and come and take you away. We better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look, what's going down? better stop. Hey, what's that sound? Everybody look, what's going down? better stop.
0: Protests against the Vietnam War continued to grow, filtering through the UK, Poland, and France. All over the world, pop artists were waking up to the sounds of protest music as the Beat Generation influence began to filter through. In 1968, two of the greatest bands of all time, the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, released songs that had become iconic in their fight against war and striving for peace. Revolution was inspired by political protests in early '69. However, unlike many protest songs, John Lennon wanted to write a song that presented a solution, not just a problem. The song talks about wanting to see the plan from those advocating to topple the system. The repeated phrase, it's going to be alright, conveyed the concept that no matter what happened, God would take care of us. Upon its release, Revolution was contrasted by the far left to another newly released song inspired by similar events. Street Fighting Man. Perceived as more sympathetic to the cause, the Rolling Stones release left it up to the listener to decide their position. Was it peace, justice, or just indifference? The editor of Cream magazine summed it up by saying that the song had a teasing admonition to do something and a refusal to admit that anything will make a difference. A more rock and roll stance than the folk predecessors of the early 60s, here on the Beat Generation are the two songs, Revolution by the Beatles and Street Fighting Man by The Rolling Stones.
4: 1968. You say you want a revolution. Well, you know. We all want to change the world. You tell me that it's evolution. Well. But when you talk about destruction Don't you know that you can count me out? Don't you know it's gonna be Alright 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 You say you got a real solution plan. You ask me for a contribution, well, you know, we all do what we can, but if you want money for people with minds that hate, all I can tell you is, brother, you have to wait. Right. Institution, well, you know, you better free your mind instead. But if you go carrying pictures of Jim and you ain't gonna make it with anyone anyhow.
0: In 1969, frontman for a band called the Gollywogs, John Fogarty, had returned from the Vietnam War and reformed the band as Creedence Clearwater Revival. They released a song called Fortunate Son and it was a counterculture era anti-war anthem. The song criticised militant, patriotic behaviour and was a protest not against the war, but the elite classes who were in favour of the war. The song has since been used to protest military actions and elitism. This is Creedence Clearwater Revival and Fortunate Son on The Beat Generation. 1969 Welcome back to The Beat Generation and look at the protest era of the 60s. From the early Dylan and Seeger days through to the end of the 60s, protest music remained a staple in the music diet of many people struggling against oppression from within, civil rights, and without the Vietnam War. No look back at the protest era would be complete without the song that has become the undisputed anthem of the anti-war movement and our final track in this week's look at 60s protest era. During the famous bed-in in in Montreal in Canada, Lennon had a chance to demonstrate his stance against the war. Quite simply, peace. Releasing his first single by the Plastic Ono band, Give Peace a Chance still stands as one of the greatest songs of the 60s and continued on to become an anti-war anthem throughout the 70s. On the 15th of November 1969, in a fitting conclusion to the end of the protest era, Pete Seeger led a half a million demonstrators in a chorus at the Vietnam Moratorium Day in Washington, singing Give Peace a Chance. Now we've only scratched the surface of the protest era with so many songs inspired by the beat generation that made their way into music history. Join us next week on The Beat Generation as we look at another era in the rise of music that shaped our world the rise of the Love Revolution and the Age of Aquarius, culminating in one of the greatest music festivals we've ever seen, that, of course, is Woodstock. I'm Shane Bryan, this has been The Beat Generation, and to take us out, Give Peace a Chance, by John Lennon and the Plastic Ono Band. 1969. Everybody...